Hello. Hello. Ah, hello. How are you doing? I am doing quite well today. Thank you for asking. How about you? I'm okay. It's been a busy week. Um, and even busier in between weeks and stuff. And things happened. It's lots of things, really. Oh. Uh, I don't even remember the last time we talked. So I was trying to it's... stall. <laughs> I was figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. It's been a... It's been, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I do mm. that every time. I'm not doing that this time. I want to say it was the 6th of January was the last time we talked. Uh -huh. I say in a high voice. <laughs> Probably. I think so. Because it, it was the new year. It was right after that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got lots of things going on in our lives. We've got... Uh, uh yeah technologies that were released of various sorts and types uh we have our own personal uh life things of changing <laughs> and doing stuff uh we've got we've got we got stuff going on look at us you've look at somehow us doing perfectly things. described the situation yeah uh the last episode was published on january 7th so mm. that would have been the january 6th uh conversation that we had which means, yes, we have uh, not. Um, it's been about a month. It's been a month. It's been one month since I talked to you. <laughs> That's very good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy that very much. But uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I don't even know where to start because it's been so long. Uh, I, I, other than the most recent thing, um, which is typically not where you should start with stuff, but it just is happening. It happens. It to be works on, when on you mind. can't remember anything else that's mm -mm. happened or mm -hmm. you, yeah, it's on your mind. I'm curious to hear what that's going to be. Um, <laughs> so take it away, Joe. Okay. Well, it would be bad if I didn't know what it was that I was going to talk about now, but uh, the, the, the most recent situation is that I just did a little, a little uh, uh, microphone test um, because I was replacing my microphone. Um, oh, as one does uh, in in this um, podcasting hobbyist racket, uh, I guess. And in this um, work from home, uh, always be on calls habit too, right? Oh, yeah. That's it a, serves a dual purpose. It's a big part of it too. Because uh, the, and uh, to go along with that, I should say, uh, I had the ATR 2100 USB, which was fine. Uh, it's certainly better than most other people I was allowed calls with at work. Um where people just sound like they're drowning in a well. Uh, but the uh, the problem with it, really, is just that I didn't think it was the best microphone. And so I was kind of in, like, in a mood where I've been updating things inside of my little personal home office. And that was one of the things I wanted to update. And I was just like, well, I could just get the audio interface and then plug it into that because it does have an XLR port. And then I was like, well, oh, that's right. it doesn't sound like... 5,000 times better just from plugging it into the XLR port. Uh, so then I was like, well, I should buy a microphone. But there's no way of knowing exactly which microphone would suit me. And let's say my budget is $99 because I'm already spending $100 on buying the audio interface. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I was like, well, the only way to make sure that I'm spending $100 uh, in, a, in a sound and uh, reasonable fashion is to buy three microphones at $99. Um, so. <laughs> and test them? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. Okay. There's one I didn't test because I'm just like, you know, this one I might just return um, if if I'm okay with one of these. Um, just because I didn't. The idea of opening up and doing fiddling around with stuff and then trying to put everything back into boxes and putting things away. It just didn't appeal to me. But uh, I had been using the AT. Uh, Audio Technica AT2040, which is their um, sort of a broadcast style dynamic microphone uh, that's XLR only, um, and they have it at ninety nine dollars, and it's supposed to, you know, be sort of like the Rode Pod mic and some of the other ones. Um, I don't like the sound of the Rode Pod mic from audio recordings I've heard from other people, so I didn't even bother ch testing that one. Um, but I know that it is popular for some. Um, and there's some other $99 ones I skipped, but the, uh, but after testing the 2040 and watching some reviews of it, I was like, oh yeah, they're talking about the things that I don't really like about it in these reviews. So what are the ones that they compare it to that they like better in this price range? Mm -hmm. And that wound up being the, uh, Shure SM58 little known microphone, 
from Little Upstart Sure. Nobody's ever heard of them before. Um, I'm not so sure about them, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a mystery uh, why anybody would buy anything from them. But uh, it, it, that one, and then also SE Electronics uh, makes a microphone called the V7, which I hadn't heard anything about them at all. Um, but the that was also another well-reviewed one. And that's the one I haven't opened. Uh, but right now I'm on the SM58. Um talking to you and mm. it probably doesn't sound like much of anything because it's the zoom call so whatever but the uh hopefully the listeners at home are fine with whatever this is that's happening um but the the big takeaway when i did a head-to-head recording where i put the uh 2100 usb uh it, right next to the uh at2040 recorded myself into both microphones using audio hijack um, and then did the same thing again with the uh, 2100 USB and the SM58. Um, same recording for both. And then I labeled all of them um, using the comments field inside of uh, inside of Finder. And then I copied those. And then I renamed the files to uh, Mike A, Mike B, Mike C, Mike D. And... Then I sent those in a Dropbox folder to our buddies um, and uh, incomparable panelists. And uh, the feedback is pretty universal. um, And I completely agree with them. Uh, It was like night and day when I heard them all together. But the uh, SM58 is like 5,000 times better than the uh, 2040. Um, And it is better than the 2100 USB in that it is... 2100 USB is a little like weak and flat sounding. Um, but the 2040 uh, had really overpronounced mids and highs um, that uh, and then like no low end. So it kind of sounded like really like squished and like really compressed and tweaked. It was it was not natural sounding. Um, and so I didn't enjoy that. And the prospect of like trying to conform that into making a better sound is unappealing to me uh and also it's not good you know if you're going to be a guest on like clockwise or something and then you're just like here's my crappy audio uh you can (laughs) eq it take it and do what you can with it yeah here eq it exactly this way to make me sound okay um (laughs) so i don't want to i don't want to do any of that stuff so hopefully the sm58 uh will be fine and if i get the itch in the next couple of days before i return the se electronics v7 i uh, maybe i'll open that box but i i would just rather dump that back off um because i think it is a little absurd for me to go through anymore at this point um if the sm58 is fine there's a part of me that's a little disappointed though because i like the look it was all like neat looking um for the audio technica 2040 absolutely nothing in my life is a video has a video component to it so i wasn't like i'm not firing up like uh twitch to like stream or anything so i'm not you know, gaming and then like showing off my cool microphone. Um, you mean it doesn't have LED lights on it or anything, bro? No, not that one. Um, but I did look at all those weird ones that do. There's a whole category of microphones that seems to be like, well, this is for Twitch streamers. Uh, just put it on your Twitch stream. And like, there's even stuff where like the uh, the lug where it um, uh, or the bolt, I guess, that uh, screws on the mount uh, to your uh your mic boom arm um it's like oh well this one is adjustable so you can swap it so that the logo for the uh company that makes it will always be facing a certain way and it's like but why would i care which way the logo for my microphone company is facing anyway it's a whole thing and so i was just like i i think i'm satisfied for right now at least um i have not installed the new microphone boom arm (gasps) yet oh just the boom arm okay yeah, uh, so I'm still on the older, I think it was n- the newer, N-E-E-W-E-R. Oh, yeah. You know them? Yeah, I do know them. Yeah, um, familiar with their fine products. Uh, and Far- then yeah. I still have the um, the shock mount f- that I was using with my 2100 USB that uh, Dan had uh, turned me on to um, from Eggs Now or Eggs Snow. Neither one of us was really sure, but it's it's all caps and it's E G G eggs now. It's, it's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. I, I mean, I mean, either way, it doesn't mean anything or help you in any way. Uh, so I guess that's something. 
but yeah, I, I, uh, we need to get a different shock mount for that, but boom arm first and then that, and then, um, world domination, I suppose, but the, uh, world domination. yeah. And then the other thing I did to try and like improve my audio situation is I finally hung up the curtains that have been sitting inside of a box since December. Um, which is not just for audio, but, uh, cause, uh, I have a, uh, window that faces the sun basically for most of the day. And it was very difficult to do early morning reviews um, of video work. Uh, there was no good place to put the monitor in my office. It has a matte finish, so it wasn't picking up a reflection, but it would just, the whole screen would just be flashed by the bounced light of the sun. Um, and initially it was like, oh, I'll just buy a brighter monitor and blah, 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 whatever. Curtains, way better idea. Um, so. The curtains also kind of help, too, because they're now on the other side of this monitor and they cover the entire wall. Um, so that helps hopefully absorb some of the reflect reflected sound that's in this small space. But, uh, you know, it's definitely not like a, a bespoke um, recording environment, which is another reason that I didn't go down the road of like condenser microphones and stuff like that and just just got a new dynamic. Um because I need it to be reasonable for work and stuff where noise off axis noise rejection is important. And that was like basically the only good thing about the 2040 is amazing off axis noise rejection. But the stuff that was on axis didn't sound very good. So it doesn't help. Um, but uh, but that was that was what I had for that whole situation going on. And uh, I don't know if you ever had to to think about that stuff very often because I don't know how. Like does Twit does Twit supply you with your microphone? Do you pick your microphone? Do you tell Twit which microphone you like? How do you how <laughs> do you do good, that? So I um before I started working at Twit, I had upgraded my microphone um to a Sure Beta 87A um and a at the time, what is it, the Tascam two by two uh audio interface. And then I started having some issues where the audio gain was just too low. Um, so I upgraded my uh, interface. But then when I started working at Twit, um, I continued to use the Shure Beta 87A because I really liked that microphone. I like how it sounds. It was great. But when we started working from home, um, Leo wanted the sound to be as consistent as possible. So he had everybody get sent home with um, a, what is this microphone? The Heil PR40. That's the one that we have at the studio. It's the one we send to people whenever we have them on shows. And it's the one that we all have at our in our home offices. And so even though I like the Beta 87A, I didn't feel like switching back and forth between them, depending on what show I was doing. So I just now use the Heil PR40. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a matter of like, oh, this is the microphone that I want. Uh, in fact, I just already had one that I liked. Uh, but because we wanted that consistent sound, we all have these uh, at home. I use um, Elgato's Wave XLR as my audio interface. Um, I've used a number of different audio interfaces, including... One that was uh, Thunderbolt 3, um, an audio interface that was Thunderbolt 3. I didn't like it because it was trying to do do the most. <laughs> um, I can't think of the company's name uh, off the top of my head, but essentially they had all of these virtual filters that you could add to make the microphone or your guitar that you have plugged in sound like, um, you know, different types of guitars or microphones and all of this extra stuff that just kind of got in the way. And it also resulted in the system just not, um, it, the, it felt like you really had to compromise on cleanliness of Mac OS because you had to install this stuff that, you know, had kernel, um, what are those called? I can't think of what they're called. Kernel the extensions. Head, yeah. Kernel extensions. And, uh, was just a lot uh, to install just to get the thing working. And I don't like software that launches automatically and you can't quit um, unless you go in and make some edits. 
uh, kind of behind the scenes, that stuff just feels gross to me. I don't want it always running if I'm not using it. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that resulted in me not liking that system. Then uh, Twit got several um, Mix Pre 3s, which they are incredibly expensive audio interfaces. But the problem with the, not the USB Pre, that's a different system altogether, but the Mix Pre, um, it is meant to be a more portable audio interface. You know, you, you take it with you, you, uh, it, it can be battery powered. It can be powered by, um, USB it can be powered in multiple ways, but it's kind of like I can strap this to my camera setup and use it when I'm recording in the field kind of situation. Or if I need to record, um, a few microphones, I plug those in and turn it on. And so because it's kind of like portable first, it's more of a recorder than it is an audio interface. Um, and so I ran into a bunch of issues where trying to get macOS's audio piped through it into my ears um, was troublesome. And every single time I had to turn it off and turn it on again, whenever I would sit down to do, and I don't, I just want the stuff to work. I don't want to have to remember to flip the switch. And I know that sounds super bougie, but when you're doing this regularly, yeah. You just want the stuff, you want to be able to sit down and get going um, with the caveat that occasionally you will need to reboot stuff. Obviously, that's not my problem, but it was like, I have to uh, turn it off, turn it on again, and then change my audio settings because of course it like re-registers, re-recognizes that it's on. So it's just, it was clear that it is not meant to be an audio interface first and foremost. It is meant to just record stuff right there on the um, on the device itself. So I didn't like that one, even though it has like super premium, um, I think, what is it, 32 uh, bit recording, which means that it can, you can uh, speak way too loud in it and still recover. You can speak way too quiet in it and still recover a lot of the audio. Um, Great for all of that. But just despite the the power of it and the, (laughs) again, price of it. I did not enjoy it. And so I bought the Elgato Wave XLR. And I love this thing because it is um, the, the I'll, I'll talk about the problem that I had with it, but um, it just works. It's got this great uh, feature where the mute button that's on it is capacitive and it's along the top. And so at any time you need to mute, you don't hear that dum, 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 dum sort of uh, resonation that you would hear with uh, the Yeti, the blue Yeti, you'd know when people were going to mute or unmute because you'd hear that. Um, And then I, of course, have a separate uh, cough switch that mutes my microphone. But I like that capacity. I think it's a clever feature, even though I personally don't ever use it because I've got a mute switch. Um, And then it does, you know, the the phantom power, which I don't need for the Heil, but I did need for the um, Sure. And then what I really like about it, and I think what makes it special is it is a streamer minded device. And so it has this software that you use on the Mac that lets you mix things into um, the microphone uh, input output. And so where I would, you know, doing other things, I'd have to use all these third party programs to be able to pipe the audio through. But this essentially like tricks the system into just going, oh, that is just the microphone, and the microphone happens to be piping in audio from three different apps as well as the microphone itself. I like that a lot. Um, and then it's small, <laughs> which I, I like. cannot stress enough how great that is. It's, it's nice and small on the desk. It doesn't take up too much space, um, and the controls are pretty intuitive uh, with just kind of a big knob to do most of the work. Um, oops, I'm turning it down now by accident. Uh, so... <laughs> I I like that the only problem that I ran into, and this was early on, I haven't had the problem since, but the first time there was a firmware update for it, it just would not install with my Mac. I could not get Mac OS to install it Um, or the software, its own software on Mac OS. It would just not actually get the firmware loaded into the Wave XLR and get it updated. So I had to plug it into the Windows um, machine that I have. And in doing that, I was able just fine to get the firmware updated. Since that first initial update, I've not had any problems with it. So that's great. But yeah, that was kind of annoying um, and a bit of a, a red flag, as it were. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's worked great since. And I I think 
in the time that I've had it, I've only had to unplug it and plug it back in once. Uh, I know that sounds wild, but sincerely, I've only had to unplug it and plug it back in once. <laughs> Every other time it's worked just fine. Anytime I've got an issue going, it's always something else other than the Wave XLR that's causing the problem. So yeah, um, as far as differences in voice, um, I don't I don't know really. I, I've not paid too much attention to that um, outside of just, I mean, the reason I got the Beta 87A was uh, the Marco Arment microphone review thing that he did a long time ago. And that's what got me to get the Beta 87A in the first place. Um, but I just liked that microphone in general, and it worked great with my setup, and uh, it was the money that I felt comfortable spending at the time. Um, and now I just use this because that's what is plugged in right now and what uh, you know what we all were sent home with. Yeah. No, I mean, that's all... Very informative. Um, the Heil PR40 uh, it seems nice. I out of my budget, but but it seems nice, and I understand. Oh yeah, same. Out of my budget too. If yeah. I had to buy it myself, I'm like no, that's okay. I'll pass. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the audio interface was another thing where I had considered the Wave XLR and the Audient Evo Four, which is kind of similar. Um, because that one also is kind of like it's a big knob in a small little black box. Um, but I was like, I don't know. It's like software stuff. And like, you know, there's just this one thing. And like, what if it's something, you know, I want to tweak stuff. Like I want to just have like controls out. And then I kind of went, unfortunately, the wrong direction. Maybe um, I sent you a photograph, um, a, uh, a, you know, not a dog there, dog arrow type, I guess. I don't know why it said photographed like the whole word, but um, <laughs> anyway, you got a pick. Um, that is uh, the audio interface that I got, which is mm-hmm. uh, the M Audio 192.4, um, which I think is good and fine, and the reviews of it are good and fine, and it has a low noise floor and blah 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 and stuff, um, but it is chonky um it is uh, <laughs> it is pretty chonky it is pretty chonky it's very big uh it is not a small audio interface um and what's kind of funny about the layout of this is like i i didn't even think about it when i was looking at the photo but the first dial um across the top there's four like tiny dials and then there's one big dial in the middle and the one on the upper left is for the uh the gain for the mic uh that okay. i'm on and then the other one is the gain for uh, a guitar. If I suddenly was <laughs> going to play a guitar. Um, and that's definitely one of those situations where it's something dedicated for streaming, like the wave XLR or the audience, you know, you're not really looking at guitar stuff. Um, but anyway, that's, that's for that one. And then there is the, uh, the, uh, the other one is the, uh, monitor you know crossfade between usb and uh the direct audio um from the microphone uh and that works great i loved having that because that was one of my biggest complaints with the atr 2100 is i couldn't hear any of my own audio through it um and uh incomparable panelist uh chip sutterth has the 2100x and apparently they've changed something now where your own voice through the headphones sounds incredibly loud now and you can barely hear the other <laughs> side of it um and there's no good way to adjust it so he actually got one of those like little um headphone inline scrolly oh, knob things that turns yes. the volume down um and he does that for his headphones uh which is just weird but um anyway the uh uh and then i've got the the headphone volume knob which is good to have for when i'm in a meeting or something i don't need to like dig around for where the volume controls are, it just goes easy. But then that big, huge knob in the middle, it is so nice. It is damped. It is knurled. It is wonderful. Uh, but it, it doesn't actually do anything because it's for your stereo monitors that you have hooked up, hooked up to your TRS uh, balanced inputs. And I, I don't have stereo monitors because I'm not a music producer. So I have probably the biggest knob ever 
and it does nothing. But it is fun to play with, like as a fidget toy. Uh, so that is that's good. Um, you can't switch it between controlling headphones and controlling monitors. Oh, it doesn't do anything. It, there's no capacitive anything. That was kind of the appeal of this. Is like literally, this is all hardware. Um, so <laughs> there's nothing for me to. There's no nothing switches modes. Nothing. There's no button to change things. The uh, only thing is the phantom power toggle switch at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but everything else is just a knob that controls the one task that it does. Okay. Um, I do have one question yeah. here as I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Are you being an old man and not removing safety film or is it actually chipping around the edges? See, that's one of the things I don't like is that they have this lamination across it uh, and it came like that from the factory. So either I'm fine with it or I'm not fine with it. And <laughs> I need to decide before uh, and return it uh, because I don't love that it's like that. Uh, and it's definitely not used. Like there's plastic on here in the lower portion of the panel and uh, in the back and other places. And nothing's scuffed, nothing's damaged, but that laminated um panel that goes across the top has these little and there's also like a dot that you can kind of i think you see it in the photo that dot it's like it's an like an air pocket like bad car window tinting um so i don't love that oh i was thinking it was just like when you get a tv or a monitor at first and it has that piece of plastic over the top of it to keep it safe and then you peel it away except if you're an old person you keep it on for years and years and years and you never take it off and then suddenly someone comes to your house and it's like wait why is that still on there and then they remove it and then the person who owns it is like why did you do that that's keeping it safe and you're like no no no, that was just for packaging Mm -hmm. i wasn't supposed to stay on there the whole time you silly goose and they say get out of my house yeah well see that's the thing is i thought it was that film and then i tried with my like thumbnail at the edge there's nothing that's gaining traction. No traction. Yeah. So I was just like, well, do I want to like gouge at it and see if it's just right. very and then you suddenly, yeah. firmly adhered or not? I don't know. It, but it, it does not feel like it is just, you know, easy breezy film. There was a circle of that kind of protective film that was over the enormous middle knob part. Mm. Um, and that came off no problem it was just like it basically like floated off into the air as i lifted it out of the box so that i don't know why they would have like a super adhesive protective film on one part and then like the weakest uh protective film known to man on the other part but uh (laughs) it's possible i guess but uh i don't know because the other thing is i wanted it to have xlr ports on the back so that's why i didn't go with a scarlet or a tascam or a personas or any of those um, or universal audio and blah, 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 blah. There's millions. Um, and they all seem to, from the reviews I was watching, there's this German guy, Julian something. Um, and he like reviews every audio interface. Uh, and unfortunately, I've screwed up my YouTube algorithm recommendations because, because of watching him and some other guy who reviews microphones. That's annoying. But uh, the, the the thing is, I just didn't want like the front ones. And they all seem to be fine. So I was like, well, I want the back ones. Um, so now I have this with the back ones for the ports. And it's just like, but maybe I should just get the Wave XLR. Maybe I should just get the Audient Evo 4. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Micah. It's tough, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a great answer. I mean, it is nice to have the just make it all hardware don't ask questions kind of situation that's nice um but and that helps but then i have the little the little there's the bubble that i'm gonna look at for the rest yeah, of my life bubble. um that i don't know if i can do anything about uh so that's that's no good that's what i just i sometimes these companies will like fold the plastic lamination underneath and then put the thing on so maybe that's all. May I, I just the bubble is what makes me think that it's just a very, very ridiculous um, bit of 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 temporary lamination. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll either get so annoyed with it that I return it, um, or I will peel it off with my thumb uh, and 
find out that it is the decal that has all of the lettering and numbers on it. Um, so those are <laughs> those are the two options. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It would also be good to go with the audience or the Wave XLR just because, like you said, it would take up less room on the desk. I do like having just the knobs there so I don't have to like guess at a function. Everything is just like immediate. Um, but yeah, I, it seems kind of silly um <laughs> to, to have the especially in light of the fact that the the enormous knob on this um does nothing <laughs> so yeah the biggest uh feature of it um does absolutely nothing and that's not something that you can really say about a lot of things uh that the the knob does nothing that the but, knob does nothing yeah. Yeah. yeah isn't that weird yep but uh i don't know i mean that's kind of like my personal technology journey through here um and then I bought one of those like human centric uh laptop stand things. Um Oh yeah. And then uh today it fell and then I was like, oh, that's <gasps> not a good good thing. It's inside of a, a thing where it caught it it caught on something so it didn't like it didn't fall to the ground or anything. It's just like I was surprised it tilted over, uh is is what I would say. Because uh, it doesn't seem like it should tilt in any particular direction. It should be upright, but I don't know. That this thus concludes technology. Ah, uh, um, yeah, I that hmm. I am curious to hear your ongoing journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of audio, mm-hmm. um, are you planning on getting any new home pods to add to your home? Or actually, I don't remember if you have home. I think you have a mini. No, I don't really have any. No many. I don't. No many. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Not planning on getting any then either. No, I, I, uh, I have been. I found Apple's um, narrative for the HomePod and HomePod Mini to be unpersuasive. Uh, occasionally, I'll think about it because I'll see the HomePod Minis on somebody's like desk or something. I'll be like, oh, that looks nice, and then I'm just like. But it's all wireless connections, and you got to manage the thing. And all I hear about are people having dropped audio problems, and then it tries to like chime in and do something, and then all of a sudden your home hub gets pushed onto the tiniest little weakest mini that you have, and then everything breaks in your house. And it's just like you know, I don't need it. But I know that you have many HomePods, and I know that the new HomePod might be appealing to you as someone who had the the big original HomePod. Um, so do you have any particular thoughts on the new HomePod? So, yeah, the one thought I have is, nabbit, um, because I have a HomePod first generation, and I really want to have a stereo pair. Um, I still just have the one HomePod, and so I thought, oh, good, they're coming out with a new one, I'll be able to get that and do a stereo pair. Uh, no, you have to have either two HomePod first gens or two HomePod second gens to do the stereo pair. You can also do it with HomePod mini, um, which means that I would have to buy two HomePod second generations, which is what I'm trying to avoid. I don't, I have one. I just need one. I don't need two. (laughs) And so that's very annoying to me. Um, my hope is that as others uh get these second gens added to their home they suddenly will have some first gens that are just hanging around that they might want to dispose of in which case then i will uh hop on that for sure yeah that was gonna because... be my recommendation to you is maybe just put your older home pod up on ebay up for sale yeah yeah that's what somebody else said i just really hate that <laughs> <laughs> it's the hassle of it yeah because then like i have to make sure this person's legit i've got to ship it i've got to you know there's so much involved um just do local only in a coffee shop that is a town away from you so <laughs> you're not you got a buffer distance so that's true yeah like in windsor or something um just be like i'll meet you at a starbucks parking lot in windsor uh and uh we'll exchange our home pod for money um but uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I think you're probably better off uh, give, putting it to selling it to someone who 
would like a a pair of the old ones or wants to just replace their older one because there is uh, a lot of reports about the older model of HomePods just kind of like crapping out and dying um, at certain points. And I don't know if you have Apple Care coverage for yours because maybe they would replace it with a new HomePod and then your problems would be solved. But if they don't, uh, if you don't have that coverage, then it dies, then you will be out the money for that as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He makes a good point. I don't know. I mean, I'm not arguing for you to spend money on something that I wouldn't even buy for myself, but I think that if you want to have a stereo pair of HomePods, it makes probably more sense to sell your current one than probably continue to invest in a system where one or both of them might die at some point, and then you'll be trying to find a second old one. Um, to try and replace your other old one that died. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point for sure. Um, I hadn't consider considered that it would probably, um, you know that that yeah, it's it's an older device and so it's more likely to go before um a new one would. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I guess the prices aren't terrible on those first gens. Anyway, though, I probably should have sold it before the second gen was announced, because <laughs> uh, now that it's announced, I'm sure the prices have dropped again. Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure there's someone who's going to be like, no, I want the, the one that has seven tweeters. I demand it. I demand the seven tweeters. Um, and it'll be like, OK, uh, well, here you go. Uh, and to that person, they'll be happy. But because uh, I have to imagine there's also other other people like you who are in a similar situation where it's just like, I just want another one of the one that they have. And. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, a little less because it's not like you were going to get like retail prices for selling your many years old original HomePod. But um, at some point you could hold on to it and it could be a good collector's item uh, if you want to do that. Yeah. An investment yeah. in your future. Um, you I don't know. I sell it to someone it who's in... nostalgic in 10 years. Yeah. Stephen Hackett. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> well, there's going to be there's going to be a Stephen Hackett of the future uh, alive right now. Who's going to be like, I want to have the technology of my childhood, which will be our childhood of our adulthood, my midlife. Um, And that'll seem charming to them and make me feel like I'm dying. But that, that kind of thing is (laughs) our kind of our future where someone will, will, the, uh, the antiques of tomorrow are current today, I guess. But uh, you know, I, I don't know if I personally hold on to it till that happens. It seems like quite a lot of stuff to store in a box and remember where it is in 10 years. Um, but, you know, people, that's how the, the, uh, the little market works where people are selling their, you know, Quadra 700s for $300 now when you used to not be able to sell them for $28. Um, but yeah, that's nostalgia. And scarcity of items because they all crap out and die. Hmm. Mm. Um. Yeah. I. I, I guess I. Yeah. I, I've got some thinking to do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, what What about see. it appeals to you? Is it just the fact that you want stereo pair, or is it some? Is there something appealing about the new HomePod in comparison um, to the one you have? Um. No. I mean, in in terms of so the the new one is not better than the first gen in in the audio quality mm-hmm. um but it is yeah i mean the only th- the, i would stay with my i mean i may even just stay with my system right now i would uh the the reason for me to upgrade is quite literally to get the two stereo pairs because the second gen does not have as many um does not have as much hardware built into it as the first gen did. Um, it is not as uh, powerful. Um, and from the reviews, everyone said it's nearly as good in sound as the first gen. Uh, so I wouldn't make the upgrade because I want to, like, I, it's not an upgrade in terms of, um, of of sound quality the upgrade is from usability it is the idea that i would have um good 
or I'd have that, that stereo pair that I would be able to, because I have tried sound bars and I have, uh, you know, settled in the very beginning if with just TV sound. And I don't like, I didn't like that. And then I had a bunch of issues with sound bars that I didn't enjoy that made it, uh, it was, it didn't work every time. It only worked sometimes. And for me, now that the system is more robust and has gone through a series of updates, the uh, home theater settings, which is kind of the, what, what they are, they are, um, they make it so that the HomePod just works as the output. And I really like it. I think it sounds great, um, even with just my, my single uh, HomePod. And uh, I like the way that the controls work because when I, you know, hit volume up and volume down, it properly controls the home pod and, you know, ignores what the TV, uh, input is and, or the, the TV's volume controls. So all of that just kind of working together and working as I expect, like I'm comfortable with that. So by getting two, then that's just an upgrade on my current system and my, the current way that I do things. Uh, and since I can't do that with what I have right now, that would be the reason to get the second gen HomePod. But I'm also a creature of, of, for the most part, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, okay, no, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think I am that. Hmm. I'm trying to, there are certain things in my life that I uh, have that sort of mantra. And they are, so it's like, because obviously I, I always find myself saying, oh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily need the new uh, iPhone or the new this or the new that. And then I end up getting it. That's different. Those things are, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That, that doesn't apply there. Because if, if it's kind of these main devices, I need to talk about them, blah, 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 blah. But these secondary things, uh, you know, I'm thinking of um, their, my car, I could stand to have a newer um, in dash radio system or whatever. Uh, the sound that, that comes out in the living room, like I, that could stand to be better again with a second gen, uh, or I mean with another first gen home pod or whatever, um, TV could be bigger. You know, those things are more, I just get comfortable with what's there. It's not priority for me. And so it, it works just as it does. So I don't know if I would have to be presented with a really good, um, opportunity or value prop, or I don't know, to suddenly come across the amount of money it costs to buy two HomePod second gens to make that update. Um, and I think that's why I've just kind of always held and held and held and held. Uh, and it's a complaint, obviously, that I can't just get the second gen to pair with the first. But am I really upset about it? No, not really. I'm fine. I'm good. It's fine. It works. It sounds good to me. I don't have that discerning ear of, oh, the audio, it doesn't quite sound like it's someone quite literally whispering into my ear at this very moment. And because it's not, I'm very upset about it. No, I could listen to audio out of a speaker of a phone um, and be fine. And obviously I understand the difference. I can hear, uh, look, if I put on headphones and I'm listening to a song that does sound better than a phone. I'm not saying that I don't hear the difference, but I'm saying that difference doesn't always matter to me. And if it doesn't always matter to me, then it's not likely that I'm going to give too much of a care about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in a similar situation. I, I, uh, cause I've always wanted to upgrade my home audio stuff, uh, at one mm -hmm. point in my uh college dorm room i had a 5.1 surround sound from like creative um you know the makers of finally crappy stuff um and that was kind of overkill because it was you know a like 10 by 6 box that you lived in so <laughs> you didn't really need surround sound for that but the uh I got the uh, I got another surround sound system when I moved into my apartment, um, and that was uh, so old that it had the uh, iPod connector, um, so you could set it to the iPod input device uh, on the little 
little uh, input selector and listen to your uh, music that was stored on your spinning disc iPod if you had one. Uh, but that didn't age very well because it's not really compatible with anything modern um, since, you know, anything after... 2002 uh so i got rid of that when i moved to this house and it was also cumbersome because it was a wired um speaker system and while i love the idea of wireless audio um i am also someone who is nervous about not having inputs on something um so something like the home pod where there's no external input and that it's all done with magic. That scares me. Something like the uh, Sonos line of fine products where there are many inputs or, you know, many other manufacturers make sound bars and speakers and everything. Um, they Even if it's wireless, it'll have an input somewhere on it. Um, and I feel like that is more future-proof um, to where I'm a little happier with it. Also, it's more... Uh, it's more uh, uh, flexible if you get into a situation where your wireless audio is unreliable in a certain scenario. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't commit to anything. Um, and so I've been deeply frustrated since moving in here because uh, the shape of our living room is like long. Um, so the TV is far from us. And we're just listening with the TV speakers, which are fine. You know, I know most people are like, oh, no, TV speakers aren't very good. It's like, no, this is a, a big, thick plasma. Um, it is very loud because it has lots of room for speakers inside of it. Uh, it is not one of the LCDs where they're like, let's make the thinnest LCD possible. It has no room for speakers. Um, so that one's noisy. Uh, but it doesn't have any like sound from behind us. And because it's so long, you really do kind of miss having something back there behind you um so i've been entertaining the idea of going with sonos because they have been running a lot of ads lately about a couple hundred dollars off here and there for their little little packaged up little deals of like just buy a soundbar and two uh sonos one sls for your rear speakers and it's like well that seems really tempting um, and then it's like, well, I want, you know, maybe I don't need that. Maybe I can just get with Sony, uh, cause they'll have the, the sound bar and they'll have dedicated rear speakers that wirelessly connect and you just have to worry about the power on the other side, which won't be a problem. And it's just like, okay, sure. I can do that too. And then you price that out and it's like, oh, there's a $50 difference between that and the Sonos one. Why don't I just get the Sonos? And then it's just like, well, do I want to commit to anything? And then I got to do the eARC stuff. And then I got to route this through the TV. And anytime mm -hmm. I want to do, and I was like, no, but it, it'll be Sonos though. So I don't need to turn it on like I would with a HomePod where I need to route the stuff through the Apple TV. So it's just like, well, this is annoying. Um, so I don't know. I've, it, it kind of is sort of in a similar situation to this whole microphone audio interface situation that i was talking about before where you're kind of like paralyzed by having other options to the point where it's like well was is the thing i have bad enough that i want to deal with the mental processing and potential to buy the wrong thing um and to really commit to buying the wrong thing in the case of home pods or sonos or something like that where you're spending eight hundred dollars probably um seven hundred eight hundred dollars i can't remember how much the two home pods are um but you're gonna oh wait it's three hundred dollars times two so that's six hundred dollars plus tax so really you're looking at like yeah like seven hundred dollars yeah at least yeah um i think seven eight hundred yeah yeah so you gotta uh put that all into a perspective of just like well just like this audio equipment i could return it if it doesn't work but it's a hassle to return anything so maybe i just don't buy anything and then i just be miserable and think about it all the time and I don't know if that's like a similar thought process that goes through your head where you're just like, I give up. I, mm -hmm. I'm i going to just stay with what I have because everything seems hard about it's changing like How anything. dare you uh, even try to think of something different? I could just stick with what you've got because I don't feel like dealing with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, because it just seems like work. It doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, if I buy... If I bought a HomePod, it'll fix everything that has a problem right. for me. Right, exactly. It's mm -hmm. too much. Yes, yes, you're 100% right. There are things that if I see them and I'm like, oh, if I purchase this, it's going to be 
uh, enjoyable. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. I will very much welcome that gladly into my life. And then there are <laughs> those situations where you're like, no, actually, I think not. Um, that's that's work. Yeah. Yeah. And that even, you know, and it's not just expensive stuff. It, it even goes that way for me for, for cheap stuff sometimes, too, where it's just like, well, I don't want to just buy junk. Um, so I don't want to just deal with having junk in my life. So I won't buy something inexpensive. I don't want to make it just sound like we're just, you know, cheap. Um, because I, I think that it, that it is part of the value proposition, of course, when you're spending that much money. But it is also like just that tremendous guilt of like having to deal with money and also your time and also making the wrong choice and having to return something and like what happens to this thing i'm returning does it go in a landfill i don't know um probably not but uh the the uh i don't know it's just it's hard and i don't like having to think about that stuff but i slowly am thinking about this so maybe someday i'll figure out my living room but hopefully by then you'll be able to have surround sound with home pods uh which will cost you Oh my god. Fourteen hundred dollars. Um Yeah, an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Honestly, I just keep waiting for Apple to do a sound bar. That's if if they did a sound bar, I would be set. I wouldn't I'd be done. I'm like that's what I really have wanted this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um because that would provide this sort of stereo sound. And then of course, because if the home pod can already do uh, the Dolby Atmos stuff. Then, of course, if they make a soundbar, they're going to do it with Dolby Atmos nonsense. And those are, again, not things I need, but if it's there as a secondary factor, oh, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what I'm kind of waiting for more than anything else. Um. And until then, we watch shows and movies and are just fine with what we've got. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time when my partner's playing games, he's doing so um, with his, you know, headphones that are connected to the console on anyway. So it's not as if, and that's got, it's because it's like the PlayStation five and then the headphones that he has are like Sony's headphones. And so they've got the spatial audio nonsense stuff built into them already. So, He's go he's getting a better experience than he would with almost anything else anyway. Um, and then I'm getting a better experience because I'm not having to listen to the uh background music of whatever game he's playing. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't know. Um we don't really have an audio situation like that in our home, because uh, of all of the mini rooms and various levels of it uh although all of the many rooms and various levels because i live in a mansion yeah that's <laughs> the leaky mansion um so the <laughs> the uh uh the the uh the one complaint though is i my uh my audio speaker system my 2.1 system we've mentioned it before it's an older sony system you can kind of see one of the speakers in that photo i sent you but it, it is there's just little sweeters and they sit on the desk and they're fine and then there's a subwoofer that sits under the desk and it is so bass heavy that i have to use sound source from rogue amoeba to change the bass eq profile so oh, that wow. it's not vibrating the floor that is connected to jason's office um micah has sent me spring onions leaks leaks ah yes <laughs> i just imagine you having piles of leaks everywhere <laughs> yes the leaky mansion yeah sorry god could you imagine uh, but the smell? I, I can see the speaker yeah. in the background and it's it's got that much bass that's impressive no 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 it doesn't the the, the oh. subwoofer on the floor does oh okay gotcha yeah that those things put out tiny tiny sound in comparison to the, the big woofer on the floor and it's not even that big but it it just puts out a lot of bass and because i'm basically on top of a hollow box that is connected to the house uh basically it basically it basically vibrates jason's office wall so i will minimize the bass output when i'm listening to music in here but that is really the only downside to the audio in my office um and it's all just about the downside to the audio in my living room so i my computer situation would not be improved by having two HomePod minis on my desk um, to wirelessly manage. Uh, and it would not be improved by having even bigger HomePods up here. Um, so the only place that really makes any sense is the living room. And like you said, I would rather have a sound bar for the front facing and then rears um, to do something for the back. And Apple has no 
surround sound situation. Like you can't even like be like, oh, here's two minis that I'm going to put in the back. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. Maybe a someday they'll pair. think about it. Yeah. Wait, no, a stereo quad, <laughs> a surround quad. I'm trying to think of what they'd call it because it's not a pair. There are four of them and it's not stereo because there are four of them. So a surround quad. Well, they, uh, I mean, when you're talking about a surround sound system, you, you say surround sound system, like you say the number of channels. So it'd probably just be a, I guess, 4.0. I don't know. It's tricky because each individual HomePod is, has multiple sound right. components. So it could technically yeah. be 7.0 yeah. or whatever. Like, remember when the HomePod first came out and Apple was making a big deal about how you would just have one of them? And it would just be like, you don't even need stereo sound because we do stuff mm-hmm. with augmenting the tweeters and the angle of things and it can detect the room and it can make the sound. Oh, trust me. I remember that because that's why this beep got one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I um, listeners, longtime listeners of the show um, would know that uh, Marco Savic, uh, he had a HomePod that he brought to L.A. I don't know why he packed it to bring other than... He was, They're heavy. And he, yeah, and he showed me the HomePod and I heard it and I was just like, you know, it's... I'm okay. Because, <laughs> and it was just like, it's... it's. I didn't want to like insult the purchase he had because right. like, he was happy with it. And it was just like, for me though, I wouldn't have been happy with just one of them. And I know, I think that he's since gotten two and has a stereo pair and is very happy. Um, but uh the but personally i would not want to just have one home pod and i never understood that phase of the product selling cycle that happened initially before the stereo pair uh thing was even talked about but uh that i don't know it, it's it's one of those things where it's just like you guys need to go beyond like just the two though because people have larger spaces than just that and also people have smaller spaces where they would just use the minis maybe but like there needs to be more flexibility in the system where you can accommodate different arrangements of items um, and map the channels to it in a way that makes sense. Um, whereas right now, I feel like it's just like, nope, there's two. Spend $700, you put them on either side of your TV, and whatever tweeters face the wall will do something that'll make it sound like it's bouncing, I guess, but otherwise will be not as effective in contributing sound as the ones that are facing forwards. I don't know. It, it, the whole design of the thing puzzles me because. Um, I don't know. It was just like you said, I would wish for, you know, a sound bar or rear speakers or something like that. But I, uh, I think the thing that is even bigger for me is if I put it in the category of like smart speaker instead of the category of speaker, um, the, I can make a lot of excuses for it and be like, oh, well, you know, I could get one and I could just listen to music on it and it would be no big deal. Cause like in our, uh, living room, we have an echo dot hooked up to uh a speaker that's in there that is nothing special but plays great music uh it's just a little sanji and whatever thing it looks all retro and neat but it plays stuff that's fine for music and stuff inside the living room area uh not not something you'd want to listen like you wouldn't want to watch a movie or tv show with it but uh if i had a smart speaker that was as capable of th- as that i would i would replace it uh, but you can't have a you can't have an audio output with either the mini or the big one. Uh, so you can't like use its smarts for something else. Also, th- you don't have the smarts really in the things to mm-hmm. use, uh, which mm-hmm. bothers me because I don't think Siri's good. And I've never thought that. And I don't feel like it's going in a better direction um, as they're changing things. And I don't know if that is also your experience, but like recently I asked, siri while i was driving using carplay which is the time i use siri the most um to send a text message to uh jason and it told me that uh it, it said that it looks like you usually send text messages to jason using messages do you want to send him a text message with that and i said yes and then i thought the whole time i was driving what else would i have text messaged him <laughs> with uh. That's a good point. I, and I think it's because in his like social profile or whatever section in my contacts, it has his Instagram handle and maybe uh, I could text him with Instagram. But if I say I want to send a text message, I don't want to send someone a message on Instagram. That's not the same right. thing. I don't understand what that thought yeah, process is. Yeah, you call that a direct message or something. Yeah. No, yeah. And then after six, 16.3, I asked to 
uh, get directions to a location. It said, I can't display directions while you're driving. And I said, okay. What? Because uh, I wasn't, and I wasn't like looking to like see the directions. I said the nearest thing, which, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even say the nearest thing. I said there was a business of which there was only one. And I said the name of the business. So it shouldn't be displaying me a result. It should be taking me to that business. Like th- there's yeah, no but... <laughs> eyes off the road component to this. Instead, I had to pull over and then stop the car, type it all in, put it in, and it was fine with it. And it's just like, but I I used to be able, you would just say like what it was. And like sometimes it would show you the little list or whatever, and you could select with the knob or with your finger, uh-huh. like which one it was. But I wasn't even asking for that level of interaction with this thing, and it wouldn't do it. And I asked multiple times. Um, that's not, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. So y- you take that and it's just like, well, in my own home, do I want to sit there and ask Siri to do anything? And I am not convinced that I do. Um, I don't love the direction that things are going with ALEXA. Um, it has been very downhill, in my opinion, in terms of the number of, did you know you could do this stuff that gets tacked onto any request? Um and the number of little like ads that are inserted in the uh, tablet that I have in Echo Show mode that I have to keep turning off. Like it is a frustrating kind of gross experience, but it's still functional, like for things like intercom or whatever. And it's not something where I need to spend money to replace it. Um, whereas the Apple solution is I could spend $99 for every room in the house to replace the Echo Shows and get Siri level service. And I don't know the value proposition there makes any sense um, because for even if the audio quality was the best audio quality ever in the minis or in the new ones, which are not as good as the old ones, um, then how would it necessarily benefit me um, from a like a like a smart speaker per- perspective, I guess, because you don't use Siri on your HomePod, do you? No. Or, yeah. Uh-uh. So I don't know. It's just like, so then it is just about sound quality and sound placement and the money you're spending on speakers. And then it becomes less exciting when compared to, I think, Sonos or some other solutions in certain households and applications. Mm-hmm. Um, not universally, of course. Like like you said, a, a stereo pair of HomePods of the current, of the older gen or the current gen would be fine for you. Um, but just like, why, why, why guys? What what is this is a smart speaker that is a very expensive speaker uh, that you can't plug anything into. And it also has like uh, an issue where I don't really find the smarts all that appealing. Like, can we can we make like a speaker speaker that is amazing, amazing that blows everything out of the water and you definitely want or a, you know, smart speaker that is super smart that I don't mind really what the audio quality is um, or the audio placement is um so i I don't know it 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 just doesn't seem like it's fully thought out and it doesn't feel like anybody thought about it in the intervening time when they were designing the second version of this because it's the same as the first (laughs) yeah 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 (sighs) it doesn't i don't know i these things are all fine Mm -hmm. but I guess none of it really excites me. It's just this is what's available to do the thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if something came along that was, I guess maybe it's hard to innovate in terms of just this thing that puts out sound. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how much innovation I'm expecting in the space as much as I'm expecting like the ease and convenience that I feel like I should be get, getting from an Apple product. Um, you know, where it's like, I feel like what Sonos has, where there's multiple items that can be combined in various ways, and there's an ecosystem of Sonos things, and there's alternative inputs and placements and stuff that can suit or adapt to what you want, but it all has a very clean aesthetic as opposed to like Sony or Samsung or LG's soundbars and rear speaker situations. Um, it's just like, I feel like that might be more of what I wished Apple was doing um, mm-hmm. because I don't, and I, I don't think, I haven't heard anybody say that they really appreciate, um, 
Sonus is smart speaker smarts um, all that much as much as they love John Carlos Exposito, Juan Carlos Exposito, ah, Juan Carlos Esposito's voice um, as the assistant thing. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I, and if it kind of like paralyzes me because it's just like, there was a part of me where for a long time I was just like, if they come out with a new HomePod, I wonder if it'll be better. And then I won't have to buy a Sonos thing and it'll just be all Apple stuff that integrates great. And then it's just like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Um, so I don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I think for me, what might be more appealing from a smart speaker perspective is if they finally get around to doing like a tablet style one, like the Google Nest uh, mm-hmm. thing. Um, and you know, I, I'm sorry, everybody who loves their HomePods. I, I don't mean that you shouldn't love your HomePods. It's good. I just, I just mean, yeah, like you're, I, you're allowed to love your HomePods. Yeah, if you really enjoy them, that's great. And, uh, you know, tell us, tell us about it. No, don't. <laughs> I don't want okay, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, I, I, I think maybe that is really the part where it could take off. Cause like, could you imagine if you have a an iPad you just like put onto like a little speaker dock um, that has like the guts of uh, basically a HomePod Mini inside of it, and you just like play some music or whatever, and then you, like will also show you the album art or show you what the weather is or show you your next appointment or something, and it's just like that would be neat. I think. Yeah. I think that they've got a lot of stuff that they've done with widgets and with lock screen things and all kinds of things where you could really do a lot in that space that would be very Apple and very interesting, and it would make everything more appealing inside of your house if it was all connected with something like that as opposed to like i don't know just like here's a blurry color blob on the top of this that swirls Um, yeah i don't i hate that that's especially whenever they're like hey this is now edge to edge i don't really care it doesn't do more (laughs) i i I, I did laugh when that when that was like a selling point i was just like who was complaining that that was (laughs) the screen was too small i mean People were complaining about the screen, but it was because it wasn't a screen. It was because it was colors that, that swirled. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but that's enough negativity. I, I don't want everybody who like, because I know there are a lot of people who ran out and bought their new HomePods and they're going to be very happy and I want them to be happy. But it, it's just not a product for me. Um, and I want uh, Micah to be able to sell his first generation in a shady alley. Uh, <laughs> in in Petaluma or Santa Rosa, uh, and just really have a a good old time with that. A a good old, a rousing good old time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I probably won't sell it. I probably won't ever buy a new one. It's good. Yeah. Who knows? And then we sometimes I say that because then I know that it's going to change. Yeah. And then (laughs) then we all just sat there. Oh, do you? So you think like mentally you're, um, uh, uh, getting them like through reverse purchase psychology yes. to like make yeah. a new product because you're not buying the current one. That is exactly what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. it works every time, Joe. It works every time. <laughs> Flawlessly. Never let me down. Mm-hmm. It always works. All right. Well, on that note, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your day or evening. I don't know what this accent is, but boy, is it fun. <laughs> and exquisite, I might add and exquisite (laughs) it's very toothy darling i've got a bright smile on my face and i'm talking through my teeth and here comes a martini with lots of delicious olives and oh honey could you bring those pimentos yes i don't want those left out Mm. love a pimento i was i was fully on board with that until you made the slurping noise and (laughs) And then he jumped off board. Oh, Splash. boy. Yeah. yeah that was oh, something. Oh, darling, we've got a man overboard. Yeah. He's going to sink right to the bottom because he's Joe Steele. Get it? Ha! Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. And scene. And we're done. <laughs>